0: And then they skin I'm alive. It's great.
1: There you go. That's your out of context quote for the start.
0: To the Rock Paper Shotgun Electronic Wireless Show. It's episode 50. We're fifty. Uh, it is the Fourth of July. Happy Fourth of July Day. I'm joined today by John Walker. Hello. And Alice Bale.
1: Hello. Uh
2: don't you not are you not co hosted with Alice Bale? Yeah, Bell? that's the
0: thing. I don't know at what point we have to <laughs> just acknowledge that. Alice is also the host, but I just do all the talking. I don't know. Alice, right. do you want to host this one?
1: No, no, no it's fine. You, you us... no, you, you, be, you get. You be you do, kind of no You Brian. do the intro. Go on, <laughs> this is you. going well, guys. <laughs> <laughs> what a double act. <laughs> um... like, do you want me to try? I'll do the intro. God, give it, give do it. Sure. Ro- we'll roll it all together. We'll roll it all together. <laughs> Uh, okay, hello and welcome to the Electronic Wireless Show, the uh, podcast from Rock Paper Shotgun, the only podcast you need. I am Alice Bell and I'm joined this week, as every week, by Brendan Caldwell. Hi. And John Walker. Not every week though. Not every week, but it's a special week when you're with us, John. I like to think so, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> How are you both?
3: Grant. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> mm. <laughs> cool. How was the intro?
3: <laughs> Great.
0: <laughs> I think it worked fine. Uh, you're right. You're doing it from now on. Okay. Sorted.
2: Cool. <laughs> it used to be my job back in the day, ten years ago. You know,
0: the good old rock, paper, shotgun, electronic wireless show.
2: Electronic wireless show, classic. You know, you can't find that anymore. That's because. <laughs> it's because. None of us took good care of it. It's just
0: gone. The posts are all there, so if you go back far enough and uh, through the posts for the and under the tag "electronic wireless show" on RPS, you can find the old posts with it. But none of the podcasts are contained within them.
2: It was hosted it just... on Libsyn. I wonder why they deleted it. I probably got the originals on a on a hard drive somewhere.
0: Should dig those out.
2: Yeah, for posterity. A lot of people wanting those. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, wanting well, to you know, hear
2: kieran kieran say the c word 400 times an hour
0: oh i'm not going through bleeping all those
1: <laughs> do you want me to carry on and yeah. introduce the topic let's do it okay this week it's it's a banner week it's our it's our 50th episode congratulations brendan it's your baby, so well done. Uh, it's
0: everyone's baby now. It's a community baby.
1: The community raised baby. That always goes well, right? Um, yeah. And uh, it's also the 4th of July, so happy 4th of July to everyone celebrating that, I guess. Uh, but this week we are talking about our favourite NPCs in video games. And uh, off oh air, John was saying he's realised how few NPCs are worthy of being favourites. Did you find any, though, John? I have a couple. A couple? A couple? A couple. That's
2: yeah, not that... a couple who are literally together. That would be No, that's not true. I have an NPC who is coupled with a main character in my list.
1: Ooh, intriguing.
0: Is it Alistair from Dragon Age?
2: Oh, it's not, but now he's on my list. <laughs> Only because I want him to be coupled with me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I have a Dragon Age character on my list.
2: I
0: don't. Who's yours, John?
2: Is it weird that I don't think of companions as NPCs? Am I wrong about that?
0: I think for the purposes of the podcast, we should class NPC as... Yeah, we should include companions.
2: My list just got enormously bigger.
0: But not <laughs> but not antagonists like yeah. me and
2: baddies. Does that make sense? Well, I've, my, I've got the world's most obvious choice. Because she is the best ever, which is Alex Vance.
1: Ah, okay.
2: Which is it's almost boring in its in its obviousness, but she is the best. And I also want to to select Nicole Gallard from the Broken Sword games. Who's Nicole Gallard? Nicole Gallard is a French photojournalist who is the other character in the Broken Sword games, alongside George, who is the predominant player character in all three oh. games. And in the third game, Nico really comes into her own and um, their relationship reaches the point where they're kind of nice to each other a tiny bit. And it's a beautiful <laughs> moment. And you think, oh, they actually love each other even if they're not in love with each other. And it's really beautiful.
1: Oh, do you have to say her name like that every time as well? Nico.
2: She's, Nico. Always, she's always voiced by an English person doing a French accent. Um, and Mr. Uncle Charles Cecil, the creator of those games, told me why once. was. So they auditioned french actresses and the problem is it's just too french and it's really hard to follow um and one time they were auditioning all these people and they couldn't find anyone and then there's just someone kicking around the studio who did a good french accent who got the job Um, but i think it's been a different voice actress for nico in every game i might that might i'm not quite so sure i haven't really ever i don't think i've ever played five Uh, I should probably declare my interest that I I wrote a bunch of content for the remake of the original Broken Sword on on Nintendo DS. Shill! I I know! That was a long time ago, though.
1: Oh, the Um, I got to
2: write... I wrote Nico and George's diary entries. I got to write words into the the mouths of these characters I'd played as a kid. That was quite exciting.
0: You have way too much of a, a conflict of interest
2: here. I know. You like I them too much. They're awful, stupid games and only idiots like them. Is
1: that better? <laughs> that is yep. better. So when you were writing like diary entries for Nicole, um yeah. how, what how did you characterize her when you were writing as her? What did you headspace did you kinda of get into? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, she's she's um
2: She's very, they're, they're very kind of big, deliberate, broad stereotypes. So George is this brash American, um, sort of wannabe Indiana Jones type person, um, but with a bigger heart. And then Nico is this uh, sort of grumpy French photojournalist who is disappointed and disgusted with George, uh, sort of varies between disappointed and disgusted with him um, while having to rescue him and get him out of trouble all the time. And so it's quite fun just to get into her mindset of being despondent and annoyed.
1: Is that why you like her so much that she's... <laughs> no,
2: what I liked about it. So the reason I brought it up is it's Broken Sword 3, which I've gone on about many times in, in my career. There's a moment when um, you think that uh, one of them is going to... Oh, no, sorry, I'm getting, I'm getting muddled up. Uh, one of George's closest friends dies in Broken Sword 3. And he's absolutely broken, and the acting is superb. And he's absolutely cut up. And Nico just finally breaks her uh, veneer of disgust with him, and just is is just his friend for a moment, and cares for him. And it's so beautiful. It's such an amazing moment in a game where you know three games worth of build up in this this um, antagonistic relationship gets to a point where they both drop the facade, the veneer, and and just say, okay, we love each other, and we're going to take care of each other right now. It's just a really special moment.
0: You've picked genuinely nice people for your NPC friends.
2: Well, now I want to add HK-47 to my list, obviously. Uh, I
0: knew knew this would show up.
2: (laughs) And Mission, my favorite. we talked about how much I love Mission on the podcast before, I think.
0: Well, yeah, we've done another podcast previously, which is about our best friends in Mm. games. So this should be extended to NPCs who we're not friends with, they're horrible. But we like nevertheless.
1: Why don't we do we'll we'll alternate. So Brendan, who's uh who's on your who's top of your list for NPCs?
0: I don't think I have a top of my list. No, actually I do. Um Georgie Costaba, he's called. Do you recognise this name?
1: Nope. I do not.
0: You'll know who he is. He's the he's the guy who keeps trying to get through the border crossing in Papers Please, but he always has the wrong or bad documents.
2: Amazing!
0: <laughs> and uh, if anyone hasn't played Papers Please, it's that stamping game where you're a border guard, but this guy always comes up to the uh, to the border and he gives you like this, like crayon made passport and papers that aren't really legit and you just know they're just see-through every time it? and you <laughs> just constantly have to be like oh Georgie and you stamp them, and you don't tell anyone that he's like obviously trying to forge documents and that which is would be against the law. you just stamp them, no, these are bad, go on off, you pop <laughs> and he he just goes, "Oh no, don't worry i'll I'll be back, I'll get the right things. Don't worry, and he's so like chipper and happy about it, he's like, "Haha, you're doing your job, well, good, good job, my friend." And then he always goes back, and then one day he like comes back and he has and everything seems legit and you you like go through everything because you're just trying to find the mistake somewhere and you're like like his you know his gender is correct. the place he was born is correct, the sigil for the place he was born is correct. all the supporting documentation is all there. and you're looking at it all going, "Georgie, I know you've messed up somewhere. Where is it?" <laughs> and you can't find it and you're just like i can't find it i'm gonna have to let him in and i know this is fake but he's done such a good job that he deserves to get in and you just like stamp him in and send him on his way and go all right georgie you got it you did it well done <laughs> it's such a like nice moment um so i feel like georgie deserves a shout out for good npc
1: i remember that as well because yeah it- you're just convinced like you know this can't be real like nothing you've done so far has been anywhere close to being real and acceptable and uh, uh, but it like i i i i think i just didn't let him through cuz i was like there's no way <laughs> i didn't want to risk it my family is dying i have to support them and th- there's no way this is real you rejected him <laughs> even though everything <laughs> he did was correct it was fine well, I just assumed it like there was a mistake that, and I just wasn't seeing it, because cause I was like, "There's no way that this is real. There must be something wrong with it somewhere."
0: Oh, poor Georgie. Maybe there was, and I'm remembering it wrong. Uh, and I just let him in anyway.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, I don't know, but yeah, he's definitely on my list. So are the entire crew from um, Assassin's Creed Black Flag?
1: Well, this as in the entity this
0: yeah not the not the like real characters who show up time and again like Blackbeard and people like that like they're boring i don't care about them i mean your crew who are just nameless dudes who sing pirate shanties i think they're great it's good to have a pirate shanty while you drive around
1: true but uh black flag does have not necessarily one of like my favorite npcs but definitely kind of the one that made me roll my eyes the most that I can think of where, um, uh, is it James Kidd? Who everyone's like, Oh, he's just a young man. And then I, I was immediately like, James Kidd isn't a man, right? James Kidd is just a woman putting on a deep voice. And then there's a cut scene later where it, it, she just like pulls her hair down and like smudges her eyeliner, and it's like, oh, you were a girl this whole time. Like, I just. Just <laughs> come on. <laughs> cause she was, cause and then it's like, oh it's Mary Reed. But she spent like the whole prior to the game just being like, hey, Up, I'm definitely a bloke like <laughs> <laughs> Um My first favourite NPC is um and again, he's not a nice person, but I think his good character is uh Solus from uh Dragon Age Inquisition. Because he's a massive douche and he's like the sort of guy that like if you if he lived in in like, you know, 2018, he would be the sort of guy that like writes everything on an old fashioned typewriter and like doesn't own a TV. (laughs) Like and he's such an out. And also uh, the way he was written is really interesting because there's a a really good blog um, called The Sound and the Fury, which is a Bioware kind of writer's blog. Uh, an entry on like the Bioware blog called The Sound and the Fury which is the writers talking about how they write for different characters and I didn't realise but uh, it's apparently quite a common thing where writers who have to write for several different characters will have soundtracks f- for, of songs that make them think of that specific character um, and for Solus who um, oh gosh I do know who it was that mainly wrote Solace as well, um, but uh, it, they listen to um, uh, "Hallelujah," the song "Hallelujah" a lot, and um, and so a load of his lines fit into the rhythm of that song, and you can sing a lot of Solace's rhymes to the tune of the song "Hallelujah." <sighs> Weird. I know. And but then which
2: version is it? Leonard Cohen, Jeff Buckley? I mean, that changes how you interpret
1: him quite a lot. I think it was an even later one. I think it was a female. Singer, right. but I can't remember which wrong one. But it's all it's on the blog. And it, then if you as a player choose a response that fits into that meter as well, you'll get a little solace approves. <laughs> <laughs> Cause he, he likes it when you when you sing back at him, I guess. Yeah. And I thought that was really interesting. But I think as a character he's really well drawn to be like you can see why people like him and are kind of attracted to him, but also, like, he's such a massive douchebag as well. And he has an interesting story behind him.
0: Yeah, jerks make good NPCs. Um, like HK 47, who's generally a jerk, isn't
2: he? He's just a reasonable jerk. <laughs> or the death of all, of all um, non robot life forms.
0: The Crestfallen Knight in Dark Souls, or what is he called? Crestfallen. Warrior, um, who hangs about at uh, Firelink Shrine. I like him. He's such a diner. He's the biggest bomber there. <laughs> like, he's so. His voice even is just so sad, and like he just sits there going, "Well, I suppose you could go downtown Orlando, but you might get killed." <laughs> it's just like me. Come on. I really like him, uh, and then he goes off, doesn't he? I think at some point he disappears, goes in search of something you've told him about, and then goes a bit, goes a bit hollow. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right.
0: <laughs> I had to do a Dry Dark Souls laugh, otherwise
2: it's not, it doesn't fit.
1: Okay, okay. Uh, John, who else have you got on your favourite NPCs? Oh, you said uh, Alex.
2: Well, there's Alex, but I feel like it's almost redundant to go into why everyone knows Alex. No, why? Because of a tiny, gentle facial expressions that make you realize it just adds uh, yeah video games aren't very good i think we all know that <laughs> <laughs> and, no i'm silly but they aren't very good at emotion that's that's a real thing and alex adds emotion to the half-life games in the most tiny and beautiful ways just little smirks and raised eyebrows and furrowed brows and but they're so gentle and so delicate and they're so and they're normally unspoken and um they add so much more to the story. You start to care about this invisible, voiceless, essentially pointless protagonist. You suddenly start caring about him just because she does. And I think that has an enormous impact. Plus she's funny, and I like it when people are funny.
1: I remember being a bit a bit cross with her when I played uh, Half-Life 2 for the first time because um, like, everything's... Like you know, the the lab and everything's like getting destroyed and stuff. And then like the last thing you hear um from her dad is like, "Don't go to root And then she's like, "Oh my god, we'll have to go through Ravenholm." And I was like, "No, he clearly said." <laughs>
0: <laughs> that was just him being protective, though. Well, maybe he was saying something else.
2: <laughs> that was the thing that struck me most when I replayed Half Life Two a few years ago. Is just how dark Ravenholm was. I'd forgotten it's not difficult like everyone thinks, but it's really gross. <laughs> super gross in there
1: yeah have you had um you can sample um the uh like the the moaning that the kind of headcrab victims uh are, are saying and then if you reverse it it's like someone going oh god help me oh that's nice oh, yeah, weird but then played backwards and kind of pitch shifted and stuff
0: just off topic, I had a really similar weird moment where, in Dying Light recently, where the zombies there, um, what, oh, this only happened once to one zombie, and it was just a normal kind of runner zombie who attacked me in the corridor of a school. I hit them, just usually, just you know, whacked them about the bunts, and they 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 went back and they looked stunned, and they held their head, and they went, uh, uh, please, and then they kept groaning and snarling, and I was like, wait, what, did what? you just say you That's just amazing. said, please, amid all your snarls and groans and moans, the word please definitely came out. I definitely heard it. And I was like, for a moment, I was like, oh, w- w- what? And I just couldn't, like, I, and they came at me again and there was still the zombie. And I was like, I'm going to have to kill you, even though I know you're in there somewhere. This is horrible. And it was like, from that moment on, it's like every zombie, yeah, they're definitely, the people are there. They're just like uncontrolling like kind of control themselves or something
2: that's amazing
0: Um, That was horrible it's horrible moment
3: Uh.
0: yeah really really uh, really creeped me out so yeah i guess the zombies and dying light get a shout out for good npcs
2: (laughs) i want to volunteer uncle page from off of um good beyond good and evil yeah he's nice i'm going for people who make me feel safe and happy basically but well, that's OK. And he's another one. He's another one of them. He's just a genuinely lovely, caring, flawed and interesting guy. And he's, and a pig, which is nice. He's yeah. nice. He's a good mechanic. He is. But he's also done a naughty thing. And that's interesting, too. He's yeah, I'm so I find I don't every time I see any clip of Beyond Good and Evil 2, I just think I just don't care at all about this. <laughs> it's it's really strange and i mean it looks amazing and if it were called anything else i'd be like oh well what's this game this looks intriguing but you know beyond good and evil was a game about uh taking photographs and escaping some tricky situations and just trying to generally be a lovely person and it doesn't look like anything like that with angry sweary monkeys that's not what i'm looking for at all i think
0: like 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 Deliberately cut back on the angry, sweary monkeys when I showed it at this, uh, this year's E3 as well, because I think a lot of people pointed that out and were like, "Why? Why is this yeah. happening?" But yeah, I think it looks. I like the world the way the world looks, but absolutely, yeah.
2: and I don't blame Ansel for not wanting to make the same game again. Having you know, eight hundred years later, wanting to do something different, but <laughs> just
0: don't call it Beyond Good and Evil, silly Billy. <laughs> Who else? Who else gets our NPC vote?
1: Uh, I was gonna say uh, Murray from Monkey Island, the the skull. Do you guys yes. remember him? Of course. He's one never, of my absolute played, faves. Yeah. Go on, Brendan, confess that out loud.
0: I never played Monkey Island. <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a, the it, it's a game where you point and or click, isn't it?
2: That's correct. Yes.
0: Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> D- didn't didn't get too man through too many of them. Oh
1: my. Goodness, my god. Imagine if you hadn't played Dare the
2: Tentacle. Oh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I played I played about a third of Grim Fandango, if that
1: helps. No? Oh, sorry, I'm being one of those people now, aren't I? Yeah. I'm being, Whoa, are you having it? Oh my god. You've <laughs> never seen Star Wars?
0: <laughs> I've not played Psychonauts either.
2: Well, here's the good thing you can still play them now and have a nice time day of the tentacles the best game ever mm. so that's good and then um psychonauts is, re- is a really lovely game to play so you still got those opportunities awaiting you
0: yeah but i'll have to point and click at loads of things
2: not in psychonauts you won't <laughs>
0: Is that not what that game is? No.
2: No, it's a platformer.
0: Oh, this is that platformer that has the really annoying
2: bits in it, doesn't it? It's got an annoying bit near the end. that has been pretty much nerfed to the point where it's not that annoying anymore. Okay.
1: You, uh, Dare the Tentacles, great! It's I learned so much history from Dare the Tentacle, and you <laughs> yes, know, me Fourth of July. It like, did you know, Brendan, that the uh the American flag was nearly the shape of a tentacle because of. You know, some hijinks.
0: <laughs> I did not know that. Yeah. I should, I should really learn my history, my tentacle history.
2: We should definitely do one of those, uh, it's a very traditional format, but one of those we force each other to play a game <laughs> features. Um, so we can force Matt to go and play everything from before he was born last week. And, <laughs> um, and then we can force Brendan to play Dare the Tentacle. Um, and then, because I think, Brendan, you'll be like, oh my goodness, this is game is ludicrously funny and hilarious, and I didn't realise. I think I would.
1: Yeah, it'll be great. You can learn, you know, the the part that uh, a mummy played in the signing of the Declaration of Independence. And indeed the the
2: role of exploding cigars.
1: Yes.
0: I, I do like history, so.
1: It's very historical. It's got Benjamin Franklin in it. He's great.
0: Is he also a tentacle in it?
1: No, although that that would be a game changer. <laughs> but Murray, back to back on topic. Um, <laughs> so Murray is uh, in in um, Monkey Island the you fight undead skeletal pirates, and if you haven't played any of the Monkey Islands, you should, and you can get uh, the older ones are remastered now. So if you're offended by Older graphics, you can have nice drawings with smooth edges and everything. Um, uh, But Murray is uh, a skeleton that gets blown up near the start of, I think, The Curse of Monkey Island. Um, And then he just turns up through the rest of the game as like a a skull, just a skull that yells at you from various vantage points. And it's never really explained how he gets anywhere. But he just you just keep running into him and he, he just shouts stuff like, you know, Cower, brief mortals and and, and tries to be really impressive and s- says he's gonna walk through the gates of hell and then you point out he doesn't have any legs and he says, Roll through the gates of hell He's amazing. <laughs> he's lovely. I love I'd love to have like, if you could pick up well, you can pick up Murray, but if you could Carry him round for the whole game and just get him out, like you know, in like Dishonored and all them games where you do have like a a doohickey that you can just point at stuff and it'll tell you something. It's a heart. It's not a
0: doohickey. It's a real life heart.
1: I know what it is, but you know, like is it you know like the other games have just a thing that will tell you stuff, like a stress ball that you can squeeze and it'll you know whatever. I just would love it if you could have optional Murray and you could just bring him out and he'll yell stuff about being a fearsome undead pirate he's amazing he's one of the best bits about monkey island for sure for me and you should play monkey island
2: okay don't bother with monkey island one it's not as good as everyone says start
1: with monkey island two okay i'll add it to the list and then don't bother with some of the later episodic ones because they're very oh, good grief now. <laughs> <laughs> uh
0: i've got one i've got an npc i like uh, Johnny from Metal Gear Solid, who is a guard, who's just dressed like a normal guard, but he has irritable bowel syndrome, and he, <laughs> and he always has the runs. And if you played the first Metal Gear Solid, he's when you're in a prison, like you're in like a cell at one point, and he is the guard who's guarding you. And when you're there, you just think, oh, this is just another another guy whose neck I have to snap at some point. Like it just looks like every other guard, but then he starts complaining about his stomach and he says, oh, my stomach, I've got to go to the bathroom. Um, and uh, he's just like a one note, like a one note toilet humor character. Um, and then he he gets brought in again in successive Metal Gear Solids. so in Metal Gear Solid 2 you can like point your directional microphone at a piece of wall at one point and you can hear him complaining while he's in the toilet again. <laughs> this joke just continues through the metal gear solids like the stupid toilet joke just just keeps going like johnny the toilet boy and um and then he ends up getting a massive role in metal gear solid 4 sadly not on pc um not sadly it's rubbish uh Uh, and he's actually he's like a mean character, and he ends up marrying the your love interest from the first Metal Gear Solid. Uh, but he still has irritable bowel syndrome, and that's still like a that's still like the Lynch like the core of his character is that he has bad bowels. <laughs> um, but he just ends up being a real. It's like a toilet a toilet joke, like a like a a poop joke that becomes a person throughout an entire series. What. Uh,
1: terrible linchpin to have <laughs> it's my cornerstone
0: what is it I poop
1: <laughs> this is the sort of thing that will, that will screw us over if like if you know AI becomes fully self aware and like you know games characters realise they're games characters he's the sort of person that would be angry at his creators and would want to seek terrible revenge like you yeah, made for- me with IBS why would you do that <laughs>
2: that would be a westworld i'd want to watch (laughs) westworld's rubbish uh
1: any more for any more
2: i feel like i've
0: run out i don't have any npcs to talk about in particular but unless you do alice
1: i i I think i'm done yeah
0: but i've got a quiz that i could do with you guys if you want oh yes yes All right, it's the NPC quiz. Um, or basically, who said w- these lines? And uh, we, I think we've already talked about a, a few of them. So uh, you might get them. No, we haven't talked about that many, but you might get some. Okay, so you guys ready? Mm-hmm. You can both answer. It's not a competition, but I'm not taking the it's score. It's literally so a competition. To... <laughs> it's got quiz. <laughs> okay, uh, so who said... Good job flipping that switch. I can see your MIT education really
2: pays for itself. Was that the scientist in heart of the original Half-Life? who do you think, Alice?
1: Uh, I don't know. It sounds quite GLaDOS-y.
0: It is Barney from Half-Life 2. Oh, Man. I
2: was close.
0: Uh, what about this one? Sir, I can't tell you to stop, but what you're doing is not normal.
3: God, oh, I, I don't know.
0: It's a guard in Hitman when he sees you sneaking around in a public area.
1: <laughs> I like that. Like a, he's like a public public defender. You know, he's like, it's not my job to tell you that you're weird, but I think someone should. <laughs>
0: it's like, I can't arrest you for this, but you are acting on. Uh, what about, oh, my stomach, damn it.
2: I would assume that's the person from Metal Gear Solid. It yeah. is.
0: It's, it's Johnny from Metal Gear Solid. That's his principal <laughs> line that he repeats in every game.
1: <laughs> oh. oh, poor Johnny.
0: What about, I've never considered cross-species
2: intercourse.
1: That sounds like a, a Mass Effect.
2: Oh, I would say Mass Effect. But who? Yeah. Is it Garrus?
0: It is. It's Garrus. Yeah. He says it oh, in Mass Effect 2.
1: The best boy.
0: The good, good boy, Garrus. Uh, what about who said you are like a delightful random cruelty generator master, poisoning all you touch with your presence? Don't know.
1: <laughs> is that HK forty seven? Because it says master. It is. Ah. Oh,
0: good word. It is. HK forty seven. Uh, we've only got a couple more. But who said I don't blame you? That's not enough.
1: <laughs> That's like every game ever. We. <laughs> <laughs>
0: It's the turrets in portal
1: uh,
0: oh yes, it is, when you dump one you pick what? one up and you dump it somewhere, they go
1: I don't blame you, that's a really good are you the person are you the person who did the voices for that game print? It is, yep, yeah, it's me i've got so. I've got a plushy portal turret that's got a motion detector in it, you can turn wow. it on, and then when you walk past it, it goes um. It will say, like, there you are, and then shoot you. <laughs> or if you do tip it over, it will go, oh, no, Like it will, it will say the kind of, like, system error stuff. We've got a, a, a bing that when you knock it over,
2: it says, oh, no, I've fallen down. Can you help me get up? And it's fun not to. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? A Bing? Bing is a CBBS character. Sorry, I should probably have explained. I can't believe you guys don't know Bing. I thought you were talking about the search engine. I was like, <laughs> that would be even better.
0: Uh, who says, dragons were never gone. They
2: were just invisible and very, very quiet.
1: <laughs> uh, I don't know.
2: I don't know either. I want to guess Dragon Age, obviously. Yeah.
1: Is it is it Alistair trying to be funny?
2: It's
0: someone from Skyrim. Oh, It's Mike the Liar from Skyrim (laughs) (laughs) who's the cat who's the cat you know the Khajiit who like wanders around from place to place and he just he just says one thing to you every time you meet him okay who said it's a weapon it's really powerful especially against living things
1: Uh, don't
2: know pass
1: yeah pass
0: it's Barry from Resident Evil uh, See, I couldn't give you the lockpicking one because it's too obvious.
2: <laughs> I've never played Resident Evil. Um, Put that on my never played list.
0: It's I've... fine. I'd say don't, don't worry too much about it.
2: Well, I tried playing <laughs> it on PlayStation and it was really annoying.
0: <laughs> I don't think tank controls have aged particularly well.
2: This is true. That's true of Grim Fandango as well. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: okay, the last one, last one. Who said... Trust the queen. She would never commit an atrocity.
1: <laughs> um, where
2: is there a queen in a game?
1: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Pass.
0: This is Steiner, who's a character in Final Fantasy IX. Ugh. He says it shortly before the queen commits an atrocity. <laughs> Does um. it then go
2: whack whack whack? <laughs>
0: Uh it's um what's that word? Foreshadowing. That's what it is.
2: Is it a bit does he say, she'd never commit an atrocity at half past three this afternoon <laughs> and then it cuts to clock at half past three <laughs>
0: uh, <laughs> Um but yes, that's it, that's the NPC quiz. You both did well.
1: Thanks. Yeah, thank you. Good work. Good work, John. Thanks. You too, Alice. <laughs> On to what we've been playing this week. John, you've been attempting to play The Crew 2, isn't that right? Is that right? I have. Well, I would
2: argue that I've succeeded in playing it, but not succeeded in playing any multiplayer.
1: Oh yes, sorry, I should have clarified. That's what
2: I'm trying to do today, is try to figure out how to to find a multiplayer in this always online, network-dependent game. (laughs) I don't necessarily think it should be this hidden.
1: Well, you did... You predicted successfully that when it launched, the servers would fall over. Yep. Which they did. Have they been stood back up again properly now? I don't. I'm. I.
2: I. I know that the the big issue was with Steam and and Ubisoft only sent us an, a UPlay code, so they'd have at least one person using UPlay. <laughs> and um, yeah. So I don't know if it's working on Steam yet. I assume it must be by now. But there aren't very many people playing, at least this morning. Goodness me, it's a quiet America. Really struggling to find anyone. I finally found someone and then their car was just a ghost. I could drive through it. Um, I'm assuming that means they paused or were in photo mode or something. I don't know. And then eventually I found another human driver. And we crashed into each other a few times. And then that was the the game at no point has has indicated how to interact with other players beyond violence. And so I didn't do anything else yet. But I'm going to find out. Maybe I, I it's made by the test drive Unlimited people and you have to flash headlights in that. So I need to find the flash headlights button and then maybe that will get me somewhere.
1: Maybe you have to communicate in Morse code. <laughs> maybe
2: that's what, he was flashing his headlights at me. I don't know whether he was just saying, look, look at me. But yeah, maybe he was sending me intricate... Me- maybe he was saying, help, help. I'm the only other player and I can't leave. <laughs> um, I don't know, but... The, the strangest thing is you go to the world map and it only exclusively shows you single player uh, things to do. And then you go to, there's a big page um, which you can pull up which is just stuff that you've got to do in the game. Stuff that's available to play right now in the game and it's exclusively single player. And at no point does it indicate how or suggest that you should play anything multiplayer in a game that will s- stop you from playing the moment your internet connection goes down. It's such an odd thing.
0: So the multi- like to get into like a competitive race, is there no just pause button and go through the menu and say, I want to go to a race with somebody
2: else? Not that I've been able to find thus far. And when I encountered this other actual person, I pressed the, the pause button and clicked on him on the, the... The minimap is quite good. You can zoom all the way out to America and then zoom all the way into the street you're on. And it's a sort of, little Google Maps magic to make that work. Um... And I clicked on his car to see what options would come up, and the option was to m- mark him as a waypoint so I could find the route to the car that uh, I was parked next to. You. That was it. It was the only option it had. This is so odd. It's really Maybe- strange. Now, there's probably some really obvious thing I've missed, because I'm in the middle. I've only just started trying to figure this out when we were recording, so someone will be furious in the comments, I'm sure.
1: Maybe uh, if you mark someone, you can then follow their car across, where, you know, dauntlessly... Never sleeping, ever waking, just chasing them across America. <laughs> For the
2: whole 25 minutes it would take to drive the width of America in this game.
1: <laughs> just wherever they go, they'll turn and then your car will edge slowly out of a side street. It's such a, that,
2: that would be brilliant fun. It's such an odd game. It's so, it's this ridiculous amount of ambition unrealised. So, this, you know, they've they've once again created this miniaturised version of America and then had almost nothing to do in it there's no reason to drive across there's every vehicle you can think of has race modes but they're all single player race modes and they're all bad in their own way um the controls are bad for every car in a unique fashion and boat and plane and it just it's i i feel so it's that thing you often feel with ubisoft games which is you have this massive respect for the people who created the world i had this especially with assassin's creed origins um that people have worked so hard in creating these extraordinary playgrounds and then the, the rest, the people didn't try that hard to put a game on top of it. I don't know. I mean, I imagine they tried very hard and, and didn't succeed, but uh, it, it's so odd. And I think, I, I keep thinking what Ubisoft should do is to say, okay, they should say, indie developers have this world and create games in it. We can license this world off of us. Can you imagine the games people could create if they had assassin's creed's egypt or 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 the crew 2's america be very exciting
0: have you gone on like a cross-country road trip yet
2: i have honestly it's so dull to do that um and the world is is obnoxious in that it has barriers everywhere for no reason so if you get off track and you're driving through some fields and you want to get back on the road it's like no there's a foot high concrete wall and you can't drive through that you just have to keep driving the wrong side and oh, then it's going to funnel you down another dead end and, and ha ha you can't go that way now and then and it's just the, everything's random what you can break you can drive through giant metal lampposts no problem at all but uh, rickety wooden fences are impenetrable um, and so when you're this is especially annoying when you're racing and you've gone off course a little bit and you're trying to get back on and it just arbitrarily refuses to let you through this obstacle. And it's just, it just feels really obnoxious in the way that it's all laid out. So driving cross country becomes really an exercise in frustration and boredom. Um, And then there are races that go from one end of the country to the other. And and they are, the game at its absolute worst because they are always (laughs) ruined by AI cars just spawning in the middle of nowhere and just pulling into intersections and stopping on the other side of blind hills and just absolute nonsense like that. So... You've got this literally half-hour race and you can be 29 minutes into it and then an AR car will just do something completely random that you can't possibly know is about to happen and you spin off and then, then you lose. And so you just start to resent the place rather than want to experience it.
0: You just start to resent America based on...
2: I resent America! Oh. Happy 4th of July!
0: I don't understand why they went back and did North America again.
2: It is odd. It's a- I wonder because they already had it and they, maybe they just tweak. I don't know. I played The Crew 2 when it came out, but I don't really re- remember it well enough to know if it's the same America.
0: Uh, yeah, they've probably done different landmarks and stuff. But uh, why, you know, why not do Europe or somewhere or like go to
2: Southeast Asia or something? I don't know. Who knows? I've also been playing Red Faction Guerrilla, though. That's that's been fun. Oh, yeah. You really enjoyed that, didn't you? It's interesting to compare the two. It's interesting to go back to this 2009 um, open world icon game before everyone sort of talked about those as a thing. Uh, Far Cry 2 came out in 2008 and so it was still sort of uh, quite an original uh, concept and then uh, yeah and so they they bring out this open world Mars where you're incredibly free to do what you like and there's all these icons on the map to hoover up but not nearly as many. It doesn't feel nearly as busy and frenetic and, and and it's just amazing. Um, yeah, it's it's uh, it's really interesting to go back and play the format that early. And and it's got all the same problems, funnily enough. Floaty car controls and, and, and dull shooting. Although there isn't dull shooting in the crew. Um, but it's just so much fun to destroy stuff. And there's nothing come close to it since. Not even Armageddon. Not even That's Just true. Cause? No, I don't. Just Cause is very restrictive in what you can smash up. And it doesn't fall apart nearly as interestingly. And it's, yeah, no, I think... um. I think, I think Red Faction Guerrilla is, is just the, is still the peak of Destructo gaming. Cool. So that's good.
1: Brendan, have you been playing anything fun or terrible? Anything at all this week?
0: I've uh, not been playing anything new. I've mostly just been playing Ali Ollie, Ollie 2, which is the skateboarding game. It came out in like 2015.
1: Hey, what sent <laughs> you back to that? Uh, I got a PlayStation and I'm playing it on
0: my PlayStation uh, don't tell them. Uh, so that, that, that's why I just went on and I saw that my friend Phil has like all the scores cause he's the only other person I know who's been playing it. And I just spent the entire weekend going through and beating all his scores <laughs> so I could tell him about it. Um, cause he's quite competitive. So
2: you should that's... record lots of gifts from it. So you have more means to say goodbye in Slack oh i should Ooh. oh yeah
0: i guess for people listening on our internal slack whenever i say goodbye at the end of the day i just do a little skateboarding gif um but i've run out of gifs because uh the gif command in in slack only has a limited number and i've run out of good skateboarding ones so maybe i should
1: We well, you, you use the gif command a lot y- y- yeah welcome to my hell alice <laughs> I'm beginning to,
0: yeah, I'm beginning to understand that not every, that I probably use it about 10 times more than everybody else.
1: It wasn't a judgment that I was making there, it's just a statement of fact.
2: It is a judgment from me, <laughs> just so we're clear. Oh my goodness, I'm just, I hate gifts. I, I don't like anything that flickers in the corner of my eye, so I, right now I've got these bloody dancing ticks. <laughs> In our slack, in the corner of my eye on the other screen, I haven't click- I've got to click the little tiny blue arrow, and now they are dead. Um, it's not, it's
0: like, you know, you have the old saying, a picture says a thousand words. Well, a gif is like a thousand pictures really close together happening in quick succession. So that's like, I don't know, hundreds of thousands of words just going at you. I like it. I enjoy the gif storms.
1: Of course, you do. I you carry on gifting, Brendan. You you <laughs> be your best self. It is I'm better just... to
0: gif than to receive. No.
1: I'm glad we I'm just
2: glad we're all saying gif, not jiff.
0: Yeah, otherwise that that joke wouldn't work. It's better to gif than to receive, no. What have you been playing, Alice?
1: I have been playing I not loads. I did uh I played uh Starman, Tale of Light, which is uh, a nice little um, puzzle game, it, depending on how your brain works and how easily the puzzles read to you, that it's probably like one and a half to three hours. Um, it's just a really nice little puzzle game. Uh, it's on Steam now. It was originally on iOS, um, but actually I think it's, it's done well in the transition. Um, it's about a little astronaut, and the little astronaut is just kind of exploring the... It feels like the leftovers of of a, a society. So, little astronaut goes round, uh, a, an old fairground and uh, an old space station and an old cruise ship and an old museum, and they're they're all sort of abandoned, but just sort of starting to kind of fall over a little bit. Um, and it's all really nicely designed. They're all it's not platforming. They're just little kind of logic and uh, kind of physics puzzles a bit. Um and you What's it called again? Uh Starman Tale of Light. But it's referred to mostly as just Starman. Um and it's designed by uh two brothers who also happen to be architects. And I think you can see that in the design of the levels. It's still very kind of precise and detailed, and the spaces sort of work in a way you can understand, and in a way that you can sort of be like, oh, okay, I can understand like you know people would sit here and then they'd move in this direction and um and it's just very nice and just it's just nice just to sit and quietly kind of just enjoy and concentrate on something that's just very nice and and very well put together and and detailed the controls cuz it it when i pl- i played it on iOS and on PC and uh it maybe controlled a bit better on uh ios because it just feels a little little kind of finicky where you, when when you're clicking to send your little astronaut places sometimes they'll just sort of wig out and walk in circles but um but it's very nice and i would yeah give it a shot if you if you like puzzle games um, and there's loads of nice little details in it, like in the, the museum you go to, there's one wall that has a wall hanging that says it's a it's a museum of plants and things, which I liked because that covers everything from a certain point of view. Wait, is
0: it actually <laughs> called the Museum of Plants and Things? Yeah,
1: plants and things. <laughs>
0: nice.
1: Shall we do questions?
0: Let's see what our readers have said that
1: one. Is that, is that the, the title let's... of the, the official title <laughs> of the uh, I don't know. I don't know. I, I've been
2: campaigning for, let's see what the idiots want to say but Brendan is against it for some reason.
0: <laughs> um, we can see what the very smart people who read and listen to us uh, have to say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So we asked people who are their favorite NPCs and why. Paul Scott Canavan says, pretty much any NPC in Diablo 2. They had unique, interesting designs. And I always loved the way they give insight into the world uh, with just a few lines of dialogue. And then he names some names that I have no idea who they are. Hartley, <laughs> Charcy Alcor. Who are these people? Natalia. I can say that one.
1: Yeah, Diablo Two was one of the games that I remember. Fir- it was one of the games that I remember first playing, like being taught to play by my big brother. And it was he was teaching me how to do click to move. So he was like, click on the ground, and she got there and stopped. And he was like, okay, but keep clicking ahead of where she is, and then she won't stop running. And then it has, I think, the Diablo games have really nice sound design, and it- they do have d- NPCs that are more detailed than they need to be. For, for what they are so I, good hot good hot take Paul, I agree
0: uh, someone else has said Murray the Talking Skull as well yes uh, Chris the Screaming Reina says uh, Flemeth uh, the one thing I pretty consistently loved about the Dragon Age series her Dragon Age Origins iteration had the most interesting and fun dialogue with just the right amount of mystery and wit and she didn't become too much of a parody of herself of herself in other games. Uh, I can't remember who Flemeth is. She was uh, the witch,
2: wasn't she?
1: Yeah, Captain Janeway.
2: Yes, indeed.
1: We must break through the ice.
2: <laughs> <laughs> My <laughs> obsessive re- uh, memory of her from Voyager.
0: Um, you y- kind of
1: remember her?
2: Wasn't
0: Morgan the witch?
2: That was uh, who- it was her mummy.
1: Mm. Oh
2: yeah. Okay.
1: We've had a lot of uh Bioware characters actually coming up. So uh as well as Flymouth, um people have mentioned uh so Neil Webb has mentioned Varrick. Uh unreliable narrator number one. He is he's fantastic, and Morden, uh who sings uh Gilbert and Sullivan patter in uh he's a scientist in Mass Effect. Uh, also, he makes
2: the best joke about you sleeping with Gareth as well. What does he say? Yeah, so I can't remember the line properly, but he makes a joke about just like you know, is he spiky everywhere?
1: Oh God, <laughs> like a cat. Um.
2: Oh, oh. <laughs> crashing on.
1: uh People mentioned Gareth as well. Paravel has mentioned Gareth. Who doesn't like Garrus? Show me a person that doesn't like Garris, and I'll show you an idiot.
0: Yeah. Everybody, whenever we did our best friends in games, everybody said Garrus. It was just like the number one answer. Someone here has said the Elder Bug in Hollow Knight. Pure Lionheart says the Elder Bug is a kindly advising face for such an adventure. So there you go. Probably nicer than the uh, crestfallen warrior in Dark Souls.
2: Someone Benjamin Pelet in a list puts Wheatley. I can't. I was struggling to remember whether I hated Wheatley or not recently. Was Wheatley any good? I, Steve, I find Stephen Merchant instinctively irritating.: Wheatley so.
0: is like your friend who is funny but makes jokes 100 percent of the time. <laughs> yes so it's hard to deal with them.
1: I think he was alright as I think he was good as like friendly Wheatley, but then less convincing as evil Wheatley. But that might be just because I'm prejudiced against that the kind of Southwest Bristolian accent because it's I just think it's hard to sound threatening if you have a Bristol accent.
2: One of my favorite <laughs> things is uh Jim Rosino, formerly of this parish. Um Took his young son, I think his son was about three at the time, took him to Bristol. And he said, started listening to the accents. And he said, Daddy, is everyone here a pirate?
1: <laughs> oh!
3: <laughs> does that amazing?
1: That's the best. <laughs> yes, everyone is a pirate in Bristol. Yes, the answer is yes. Son. Yes.
0: Everyone in Bristol is an NPC pirate.
1: Yeah, I take it back. It's easy to be threatening. If you have a Bristolian accent, but specifically if you're a pirate, but yes. only
0: if you have a cutlass and an eye patch. Yeah. Uh, Nick Lange says the Resi Four Merchant because his voice lines were great, and I agree. Basically, he's just a man in a hood who, like, opened his cloak and said, "What are you buying?" It's just like, <laughs> okay, cheers, man. I'm glad you're here.
1: Daniel Mirtha says Lydia. I think that will be Lydia from Skyrim, right? Yes. The, yeah, yeah, the first companion you get. She's a good girl. My lady died and uh then, because you killed her, right? Yes. Uh she <laughs> died and then like I I was weirdly like haunted by her body because uh, <laughs> whatever house it was some kind of weird glitch that whatever house I bought and moved into, her body was always on the floor in the kitchen. <laughs> wow.
2: <laughs> That's amazing.
1: <laughs> it was horrible. <laughs>
2: I chronicled my strange a strange death of Lydia on RPS back in the day um, because she she um, she died, she inadvertently died. I was battling some baddie wizard on a mountain. Mm. And at the end, it was a huge long fight and I really didn't want to do it again. At the end of it, I found her dead body at the bottom of the hill and felt absolutely terrible. So I decided to give her a proper... Tried to give her a proper burial and videoed this. And this is my, my brush with internet fame as I got like two and a half million views on this bloody video <laughs> on YouTube of me trying to put her in a tomb and um and it all going a bit wrong but yeah she's um she was a funny Lydia was a funny one wasn't she because it, she's just the worst of an NPC and that she doesn't have any personality or function or you know just lazy but at the same time so but also she was a blank slate for you to craft your own character onto I guess <laughs>
1: my Lydia just walked into traps a lot like she would run backwards firing arrows and then into like a spike wall
2: I do also have a less slightly less phenomenally (laughs) successful video of her trying to get through a gate trap and just repeatedly triggering it It it's very amusing
0: we have linked that video in the past John because you've spoken about it in the past and I do not know why it is not the, the most viewed video on youtube it's so funny it's very funny just her just constantly getting up walking getting smacked with a load of spikes and then doing that thing that skyrim npcs do where they get down on the ground they're not dead they're just like you know catching their breath catching their breath and she's like okay it's fine i'm fine and she gets up again tries to do it again the same thing over and over
2: That reminds me of another favourite NPC, I don't know his name, but in uh, Oblivion, um, I discovered that if you take one of those immortal NPCs through and you take him into the Oblivion gates, you could just use them as a human shield to survive the far too difficult fights, and every time he'd go down, I'd just wait for him to get magically better again and hide behind him some more. So I liked him. Uh, Do we see any other ones people have talked about? Ivan on Facebook says everyone
0: from the Dark Brotherhood in Oblivion. But especially Vicente? Was that how you say his name?
1: I do not know. I remember the Dark Brotherhood was what everyone liked the most. Like that storyline. And then you got like a wicked cool horse with red eyes.
0: It was good. It was Lucian Lechance the name of the man who's like your handler, or was that Vicente? Whoever your handler was, I enjoyed them. Because they just show up at some point and yeah. say, what are you doing? Why are you killing all these people? And you're like, because uh, you told me to. And you're like, I didn't tell you to do that. Somebody's been planting this. What are you doing? And then they skin them alive. It's great. <laughs>
1: there you go. That's your out of context quote for the start.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm really glad that
2: no one has said dog meat because good grief, it was bad. I hated dog meat. Someone
0: did say... Oh, they did? Uh, uh, No, not dog meat, but I think someone did say a dog. I'll try and find them. Well, that's
2: okay to pick a dog, just not dog meat. The worst NPC in gaming history.
0: Darren Gray says the dog companion in Hack, uh, because if you run out of food, you can kill it and eat it.
2: That's nice.
0: That's true of all dogs, though.
1: (laughs) (laughs) John. I mean, technically, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You know, that's true of any, any pet. Yeah, that's the good thing about pets.
0: Cool. All right, I think we've exhausted all the good ones. Now you have to wrap up, Alice.
1: Oh, no, I have to wrap up. Okay, all right, okay. Uh, that just about does it for this week's episode of the Electronic Wireless Show. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we hope you've had a lovely time. We'll be back again next week, uh, myself and Brendan with a as-yet-unconfirmed mystery member of the team. Um, if you have enjoyed the show, then you can email us to tell us at podcast at com. You can suggest new themes, new topics for us to explore. Or, yeah, just tell us that we're great. That's always appreciated as well. Uh, You Mm -hmm. can also uh, rate us. We've just apparently not been getting those reviews. So obviously the ones you've been sending in, it's just not working. It's broken. Uh, The only five-star ones, please. The other buttons are broken. Uh, It does genuinely help. Uh, You can also uh, check out Rock Paper Shotgun's YouTube, which is up and running again. We've got some fantastic videos going up there now with our new video team. Uh, Rock Paper Shotgun's also on Twitter and Facebook, so you can keep up to date. And uh, guess who else is on Twitter? Brendan and John are both on Twitter. What are your handles, lads?
2: Uh, I'm brendy underscore c. And I'm at botherer. What are you on the Twitters?
1: I'm not on the Twitters. I gave up the Twitters. Oh, good for
2: you. You've
0: you've reached enlightenment.
1: I have, yeah. I cut myself off because it was making, just making me unhappy, just generally, just in general. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, And remember just to keep visiting rockpapershotgun.com to see what we're up to. Uh, And I hope you have a lovely rest of the week. Um, So it's time for us to say goodbye. Goodbye, lads. Goodbye.
2: Video games aren't very good. I think we all know that.